Hello and welcome back to Kent and the Steering Team. Today you are joined by Phil, Emmanuel and myself, Drew. Unfortunately, Kent can't be with us today. He is attending a spin class. Anyway, on with the show. What is our first topic for today, guys? Uh, it is actually Apple is the first topic for the day. Mm, um, yeah, 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 and, and not Yum. that uh, high fiber fruit that made uh, the magic snake talk to convince uh, uh, the magic snake convince the uh, stupid people to uh, eat and therefore make us afraid of being naked, and and not that uh, that that magic fruit that uh, made the polygamous dwarf fetishizing uh, woman fall asleep. I'm talking about Apple, the the tech company Apple. Oh, the one that makes like the iPhone and stuff. The very one. Oh, interesting. The lifestyle choice. The company. Oh, oh. The, the, the one that everyone wants to be with and love and everything like that. And the, more The one that's all about I. The tech giant. Uh, the... <laughs> what other words can we put in? Oh, dearie. I think more specifically, though, because uh, they had their WWDC launch last week and therefore the famous Apple keynote, um, they launched their new products, the iPhone 8, the Apple Watch Series 3 and the iPhone X were the biggest ones. This, I think, should center a little bit around the embarrassment of wanting to own those new devices. Because I'm, quite frankly, a little bit embarrassed that I really want them. Actually, this one missed me completely. Like, Drew told me about this, um, I think, how how many days after the announcement was it? Um, that you showed me other pictures. I told you on the day. Oh, was it on the day? I showed you on the day. Oh, wow. But yeah, but yeah. I, I didn't even see the keynote, didn't see any news, and then um, I just saw all this stuff. I actually think the the X looks like the the uh, the leap Apple usually takes every couple of generations. You know how it went from the, app, uh, the 3 to the 4 was the first big jump, then the yep. four to the five, then the five to the six, and then the six to the seven wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, um, that was pathetic. That was pathetic, Apple. Yeah, but the, this this new one looks the the full no bezel design or whatever they call it, the full screen. I really quite I really mm. enjoy that. That looks really good. I actually want to see someone hold that in front of me. Um, but apart from that, the other ones look pretty much like the old ones to me. Yeah, and not only that though, what the hell happened to nine? Where's nine gone? Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Actually, although it doesn't exist apparently. No, exactly right. I I heard uh, Elm Elm DeGeneres say something incredibly clever, which which was, of course, there is no nine because seven, eight, nine. (laughs) Oh my god! Wow, (laughs) that is the level we're talking here. That is actually pretty funny um, to hear (laughs) someone say that. that. That's famous. That's the fantastic. disgust Drew uh, Emmanuel has with us. <laughs> oh my god, wow. That's why we're uh, the jokers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is a weird That's thing right. to miss it out there, though, you know? I guess it's... I feel uh, like that, that is Apple humor in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Well, it just going back to it, before we get to the fact that these new devices look awesome, um, I think that it is interesting that since so the iPhone 4 I think was the size that Steve Jobs deemed as the perfect size of a device I think the it 5 was, was yes. it a little bit and I think I think the 5 came out just after he left his post as a CEO he hadn't died yet but he just left his post and I think then every phone since then was released after he had passed away um, but it's amazing that the 6 isn't you know 
revolutionary Apple. It's just an evolution of an Android-shaped phone. The 6 is just a replica of an Android, and that's where Apple, I think, lost their way as being the leader of um, you know, doing things exciting and new and bold and breathtaking. And I think that's a bit sad that that's where they're at. But yeah, I think the 10 is a little bit of a refresh and a little bit of a... I don't know, a diversion back into that, that sort of path. It's it's definitely a return to form, and it did seem as if they had lost their edge for a little bit there. But I try to put my... I don't know, I try to think about it the way they would, and when Steve Jobs died, he left them with over 150 different patented designs for mm. them to continue for decades to come. And it's felt as if they're really trying to stretch that out instead of being true to his vision of forward thinking and being the leader and being the change rather than being several years behind. I mean, I I was sent a a very humorous picture this afternoon of a comparison between the iPhone X or iPhone X, if you will, and the Samsung Galaxy S6. And on the face of it, the, the specs of the S6 still trump the iPhone X. And yeah. Um, those actually, I, I found those were a bit disingenuous because when Samsung makes a phone, they don't make it for their own op- operating system. They make it for Google's um, Android, yeah. basically. Um, yeah. So the hardware has to be this general applicable to many o- operating systems sort of thing. But when Apple makes their stuff, they know they're designing the software as well, so they control yeah, both it's, the software it's and never the a fair, So like, it's yeah, never a fair comparison. Yeah, Apple stuff's always going to run like a lot more efficiently. Yeah, so Un- uh, unless unless you're comparing Apple and the Pixel phone, it's never going to be. No, 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 no. Unless you're comparing apples with oranges. <laughs> I don't I'm understand sorry, why Google didn't call their phone the orange. Flipping <laughs> Phil. I'm sorry. I'll leave. That's so get funny. Out. I don't know why that's so funny. Send send in your twin brother, Bill. I'm here, Bill. Bill's here. Hey, Bill. Um, hey, Bill. Well, it, what, one other thing. It, it was interesting. So, on my recent travels around the world, um, one of my cousins in Norway told me something interesting. That whenever, uh, whenever someone has to have a burner phone, as you will, because he works in a, t- a tech company, whenever they have to have a burner a burner phone, and therefore a secure network, it's only ever iPhones and then they destroy the iPhone. They buy iPhones specifically to be used as a burner phone and then destroyed afterwards because it's the only phone that is actually secure because Androids are not. So this is in an industry where there's no point blowing smoke up someone's ass. This is just going, nah, you know what? We need to be absolutely secure here. So they trust Apple. So meh, suck on that, Android users. But no. But that is the gift and the curse of Android. Yes. And for the most part, people try to bill it as this brilliant thing where they can do this, that, and the other with their Android phone. And to be fair, they're not trying to do much else with it. But when it comes down to a situation like this, where security Mm. is of the utmost importance, then obviously you're going to go with the very, very streamlined, reliable service where it is all enveloped in the one, where you are getting the software and the hardware from the same place. Wow, I'm just surprised that they use iPhones. Like, these burner phones, like, remember, like, the days where they used to use those tiny-ass, like, cheap Nokia phones? Things? Yeah, they, you, you yeah. can just throw them away because they cost, like, f- like 50 um, 
or five dollars to make ten of them or whatever. But yeah. iPhones, what? man, like these iPhones yeah. these days. Yeah, exactly right. That's iPhones, like, which is amazing. They're like five hundred um, bucks. And and well, exactly. Well, not only they're they're like a thousand dollars. Well, the iPhone X is what fifteen hundred here in Australia when it comes out. For um, the for the base model. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly we, and 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 I guess that that leads me on to, you know, the, the opening of. I'm almost embarrassed that I really want one because it's like I, I look incredibly careless with my money if I'm like, oh, here I am wanting this absolutely massive, you know, waste of money, but I really want it. It looks so cool, and I want it so badly, and I want the iPhone, uh, the the Apple Watch as well. And that's a waste of money, but I really want to, like, come on, what am I doing? Why am I, why do I want this crap? But I want it so bad. I, I'm not going to get one just because I don't see it as, like, a necessary thing, but I'm looking exactly. forward to seeing it. Like, I want people to get it so I can see it. Oh, you'll see well, it. You, you, you'll definitely see at yeah, least two one of them of you, yeah. since <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Either both of us both are of us planning on it. <laughs> yeah, just make me, like, give me five minutes with, like, an app or something. To try things out. No worries. I'll let you try and log into my phone using your face. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. I'll try and like <laughs> match your face and hack. Face, face ID. Yeah. Let's let's have a chat about face ID because that's um. I would quite like terrifying. to bring up the fact that I'd love to bring up the fact that it didn't work during the, the keynote. <laughs> you had to go to the backup phone. Oh wow. That, that's yeah, funny. it failed in the one place you don't want it to fail. On it, you know live to the world it's always so funny when those things happen because like um you know these new this new feature that cars have that it's like radar braking they use like this radar thing to maintain the distance um the (laughs) first one was yeah it was like the mercedes s class was the first one to have it and when they were demonstrating it this guy had to accelerate and then trust that this system would break for him and not break and it failed so like he crashed into the car, but he tried to like emergency brake at the last minute. But it's it's super funny. But I think there's it's another like one so embarrassing. Well, there's another one that Volvo did, and they ran someone over with it. <laughs> wow. Like that, it, it was one of their like um, head of media departments or something like that, or media relations. Um, and they were standing in front of a, a, the world's press to test this new system, being like, "Look how safe our car is." And the car just drove straight into him. He got cleaned up by it. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Oh yeah, but yeah, this face ID thing seems... What do you think, Drew? I think that we need to track down these videos and share them on the Facebook page for our audience. Because yes. they'll have a far better understanding then. But yeah, no, it's... We are relying very heavily on, on the technology and it's a beautiful irony that we've tested and tested and retested to make sure it's all ready for that perfect moment when we show it to the world and then all of a sudden it just crashes yeah yeah you had to go to the backup phone which is just crazy but i it's beautiful i (laughs) and and literally crashing in the car case see apple's also stated that they're not ever going to let or uh, can't contain the data from this face id it's only purely going to be stored in your phone it's not going to be sent to any server that Apple has or anything like that, um, unlike what Touch ID did. But I almost missed Touch... I'm going to miss the Touch ID if I get this phone, which I probably will, because I'm a, an idiot. Um, I, I'm going to miss t- Touch ID. Like, just to unlock my phone with my thumbprint, or not that I have Apple Pay because Australia. Um, but to have all this stuff at a thumbprint touch, 
um, is going to be sad to now have to look at my phone. Wait, what am I talking about? It's going to be awesome. You know what? I want it. I'm going to get it. Let's no, go get but it. Phil, I think, you, I think you kind of have a point. Like, at least in the lazy sense, um, Touch ID allows you to sort of reach a hand out and sort of unlock your phone without looking yeah. at it. But then, like, if you have to, like, align your face to the camera and say, like, yeah. if you're in bed or whatever and things are in your face, then you have, like, I don't know, it's... It's no, a bit of a hassle. You're, you're very I, I take it you're speaking from experience here. No, I'm just saying, yeah. everyday use case, <laughs> I use my touch, touch ID every day. And yeah, no, but think, most of the time, I'm Emmanuel's, not looking at the phone. I think Emmanuel's right in that. So let's say it's the middle of the night. Let's say it's completely dark and you get a text message on your phone. You know how with a normal phone, you just glance over it, look at the screen and put it back down again. And you know, you're, you're bleary eyed. You don't want to be like, it's too bright to look at it properly. Now with yep. Face ID, you're going to glance over at your phone and your phone's going to unlock to like the full brightness and be on the menu screen. It's just going to blind you. Like, what if you don't want that? What if you just want to glance and see what the message said? You can't. Yeah, but surely it'll out. still have the functionality that the current iPhones have where you can just lift the phone up and it'll turn the screen on so you can read it. I don't know. I think it's, I think it's designed that it unlocks at the look of your face. But if you just check yeah, in the if, time but if on your phone, but if it's, and then it just unlocks but if it's it, and the then middle of the night, like, it's the middle of the night, and there's no other lights on. How is it going to see your face? No, it can. It does. They well, said the, that the it light works of the, even the light on the in the, the dark. Yeah. Yep. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I love Apple, but but I but guys, guys, like, what about when you're looking at your watch, uh, your phone, just to see the time? Sometimes you just check in to see what the time is. Like, does can't it you just turn, always unlock it you, when, when you're looking can't, at it? Can't you just it? turn Face ID off? No. Well, how else would but then how do you unlock the phone? It doesn't have Touch ID. Because, yeah, but the phone would have Taptic Touch, so you would just press it, and then it would ask you for your four-digit PIN to log in. Can you do that with a normal iPhone now? Like, can you? Yes, you can. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, 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 I'm holding my iPhone. If I want to go into something, or here, okay, okay, okay. So I have to use the home key in this instance because mm -hmm. there is still a home key. If I press it with my fingernail, because obviously that's not going to activate the touch ID, it'll tell me touch ID or enter password. So yeah. I would assume that once the home button is gone, it will essentially be replaced with the taptic touch because it's going to be the full screen. So you would press down firmly anywhere on the phone and it would give you the option to unlock it. Yeah, I guess so. Like, I mean, that's logical. What happens if your camera's busted? Yeah, well, that tough shit. You can't use your phone. Yeah, yeah. new phone, please. <laughs> yeah, exactly another right. Under, obviously not under warranty. Because, you know, why would it be? Um, what about the Apple Watch? What do you think about the Apple Watch? I really want one. I've, I well, didn't like them at first. I thought I mean, they were stupid, but I really I mean, want one. You say that, but I'm booked in to go to Apple tomorrow morning to have a look at watches. So. Oh, Drew. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm going uh, in. I'm, no, no, I'm not saying no as in don't do it. I'm saying no that I, I can't go with you because I really want one. Yeah, I I'm know, getting, I, I know. I don't think I'll ever get one. Um, I don't know. All these gadgets, doesn't get a bit too too much, Phil? Like, when you have the watch um, and then you have your phone, which is also, like, I don't know. For someone, so For someone that a lot of the time really hate technology yes it can get a bit much sometimes but at the same time eh, why not <laughs> it, d it depends on the technology though 
but it's another thing you have to charge and then you have to look after it. Like at least with another with a normal yeah. watch, the the you don't you never have to change the battery basically. But yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, a, it's another burden on the mind to me. Um, but Emmanuel, I don't can know. Can you stop being the voice of reason, please? Um, and just like yes. get like yes, I can get. Remember, his mind is very clear these days, so we're we're at a disadvantage no matter what the argument here. That's true. I need someone to just get, you know, I need, I'm glad I got Drew here because he can just go along for this, like, you know, whimsical honeymoon experience of desperate people. Hey, don't let me. I'm right there with you. I don't mean to spoil it for you guys. I'm just saying. No, no. Spoil it it for us. Out, Out of the three of us, you're the one with an iPhone 6 Plus. Yeah, you're the newest phone. You... Well, not the newest, uh, but oh, the biggest. Yeah, biggest, yeah. Oh, wait, yeah, that's right. Oh, my God, you have the... Wait, He's which got the, do you have, the, Drew? I've got the 6, or, or the 6S, but... Yeah, I, don't the ha- I don't have the I don't have the plus size one. Why do you have a 6 plus? Because that phone is about the same size as my iMac screen, which is a 20-something inch screen. He's got he's got bigger hands. I don't know, like, naturally, yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not going to touch that one. Uh, yeah. But like when everyone else had like um, the three, I had uh, the Galaxy, the Samsung Galaxy, which is like a bigger phone. So I, I always had, I got used to it, got used to having a bigger phone. Um, the way I use phones anyway, like I don't need to to like hold it. It's usually in my pocket most of the time. But isn't it too big for pockets? Not not my pockets anyway. Uh, uh, in oh, you my experience, pockets. Okay. Well, like guys' pockets are usually <laughs> bigger anyway. Yeah, but still, I still struggle. To, maybe it's because I'm wearing female pants. I don't know. Um, really crappy joke, and I'm sure so many people have heard this before. But uh, if the oh, are the security guards at the Samsung stores the guardians of the galaxies? Oh yeah! That's wow. I guess wow. technically they must be. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Samsung is missing out on, like, a... a My inner nerd wants to argue that Apple has a deal with Disney, so that could never happen. Oh, the fact that you know that. Get out, Drew. This is your turn to get out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, bye, guys. Drew's film moment of the week. Is is it wrong... Yeah. (laughs) Is it wrong (laughs) that I want to get the Apple Watch um, because it's waterproof, and then I want to get Bluetooth waterproof headphones so that I can go swimming while listening to music with my watch on. Now, see, that sounds cool. I, I'll give you that. Um, I yeah, would actually get you. a waterproof something. Yeah. I'd, I want to use my phone in more places hmm. than I currently see, can. I, I really enjoy swimming, and I really think that I should exercise um, for obvious reasons that I have a terrible diet, um, and I don't exercise at all. Um, but I can't be bothered swimming because it's incredibly boring because you look at the black line on the underside of the, or on the bottom of the pool for like as long as you're swimming for. But if I'm listening to music or a podcast, maybe a new podcast called uh, Kent and the Steering Team. <laughs> um, oh, shameless plug. <laughs> then that, <laughs> then that might be okay. But yeah, I don't know. I also don't want to waste my money and have all this kit and just never use it, which I won't because I know me. <laughs> Well, I don't know. We yeah, talk about all this, all this I, different I technology, all and I think about it. You have an iPhone. You use it. You're going to get the watch. You're going to use it. 
maybe, maybe we are getting cluttered with a lot of technology, but it's not like we're buying it and then just sitting it on a shelf to look pretty. That's true. The thing about the watch I is do, it's I a bit redundant. Like, if you can leave your phone anywhere, like, if you can leave it at home, say, and then you have can, your watch you be... You can with the, with the Apple Watch 3. You can leave your phone at home. Okay, yeah, then that's, like, a replacement. Like, you can say that's cut, cutting down. It's like you're sort of removing your phone and just having a watch instead. But, like, having both is a bit redundant because they both do the same thing and they're both within arm's reach of each other, you know? Yeah. It's like you, you well, don't need to buy another $500 thing that does the same well, if thing. Well, if I get this Apple Watch 3 and it can take phone calls, I'm a bit afraid to be sitting there on a train being one of those assholes that just talk, has an open conversation pretty much looking like a secret agent seeing they're having conversation with my watch as loudly as possible on the train with some voice coming through a speaker on my phone just on my watch just blaring out to the poor general public around me it could be worse you could be maxwell smart with the shoe phone yes that's true you might have dog shit on the bottom of that shoe but yeah like the apple was three if you can leave your phone at home then they have to take calls like that i really want to see someone on the street just talking to their watch Woman in the, the black skirt heading down in a northerly direction. Yeah, I feel like it's been done as a means of driving up the sales of the AirPods, though, because yes. the only way you're going to take the call is with your wireless earphones. And what a coincidence! Apple's been selling them for a year. Speaking of, I said this to you the other day, Drew. How the flippin' hell? As I was about to say the F word, then I'm not sure how we're going with the uh, swearing at the moment. I'll see how we go in later episodes. But how the hell? <laughs> Can Apple warrant $200 for wireless headphones that look like little cotton wool buds? Like, oh my fucking god, I just said there. But I, I cannot at all understand how they can charge so much for Bluetooth little shitty bits well, it's that funny. in your ear. It's really funny because the the actual sound quality coming through them is the same as the regular earpods. Does that mean that they the, break after about four hours? Have you had troubles with the earpods? Because I've never once had a pair break on me. I've, I've gone through about. I think I'm on my ninth pair. Yeah, Would I you like I a spare pair? Like... I carry. I, I have two unopened sets here. No, really? no, that's, that's insane. Have, that is incredibly you, awesome. But no, I have my uh, Bose. Uh, Oh, that's QC right. You've got 35 noise cancelling headphones. Thank you very much, Drew. Yeah, your, your new fancy pants ones. Yeah. Yes. But, but those are Bluetooth, aren't they? So they would connect to your soon to be new watch. Yeah, but they're not waterproof, so I can't use them underwater. Uh, oh, waterproof headphones <laughs> would be the best thing ever, right, Phil? Imagine that. Yeah, no. yeah but, but like, I, not I can see the, it now, though. Not in like a, like a pool, but in the ocean or whatever, like surfing. With them on, yes, listen to music or something, or listen to to a podcast or something. And then you yeah, but you know what'll happen the next? Ocean, they'll they'll put a top. camera in the watch. They'll they'll the they'll go the and watch. put a they'll go and put a camera in the watch, and then you'll be able to take underwater photos while listening to your underwater music. And if the Hell first song yeah. you listen to when you're underwater is not under the sea, then there is something seriously wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. putting it I out think there. Prison oh, time should be involved. You should go to prison for that. <laughs> the Hawaii Five O theme. <laughs> yes, amen to that. Oh, I, look, okay. All I can say is I really want the Apple Watch, and I really yep. want the iPhone Ten, um, yep. and the iPhone Nine is has vanished without a trace. 
but that's okay. We forgive Apple. For, well, I don't forgive Apple for that. They brought out so many stupid S versions of phones, which is ridiculous. But anyway, um, the 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 yeah. iPhone nine was clearly too sweet on Apple for this world, and that is why seven eight nine. Yeah, Drew. Now you just took it a te- step too far. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did, did I just we take it up to eleven, like <laughs> iOS eleven, which is released tomorrow? Let, yeah, let's spend one minute discussing that. And by one minute, I mean let's discuss the fact that the control center has finally been updated, so that we can now turn our three G on and off without having to go through all the settings. <gasps> That is the greatest thing I've ever heard in my life. I'm not even kidding. Are you serious? Is that yes, I, I'm serious. And in 40 minutes, we will be able to update and do that. Although I wonder... For you, for you at home that are listening to us, you will already have this ability. I wonder if yes. this is the one update that goes beyond my phone's capability. Because you know how, like, Apple always has this cutoff for the minimum supported uh, phone for every update? No, 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 no. Your phone no. qualifies. Oh, it does? Okay, cool. It's like the iPhone 4 that five, can't do it or something. The cool. 5S is the is the oldest that can handle it. So anything from 5S onwards is fine. Oh no, yeah, that means I'm next. If you have 5S and you do it, ugh, your phone's going to be so slow. That means the next update is my last one, I think. Oh, it's fine. Why? Yeah. Is oh, no, six? no. Yeah. yeah, it's a 6. Yeah. yeah, I got the 6 as well. I got the 6, not the 6 plus, like you fablet person. No, but you'll Mr. Be, Drew. You'll be <laughs> yes. Mr. Drew, what yes. is the next topic of discussion? the next topic on the show today well this is a really critical issue it's uh, it's something that's quite dear to us really um we're not going to sugarcoat it guys we're gonna put it out there we want to discuss why is coca-cola not a valid form of currency all right before we get and seriously discuss this with the old kent and the steering team uh Serious touch. I say old school, but end. Um, just a little bit of history behind this topic. So, at the place that we work, um, there was a gentleman just having a conversation with someone else that uh, Drew and I were sitting there and overheard. And out of nowhere, we heard this random phrase, which was, uh, "Why is Coca Cola not a valid form of uh, of legal, or why is Coca Cola not a legal, legal tender?" And uh, we couldn't help but piss ourselves laughing a lot at someone else's conversation uh, and then decided to discuss at length. We decided to save most of that discussion for when we recorded a podcast. Mind you, this was about six months ago. But, uh, yeah, why, why is Coca-Cola not illegal? Um, I actually um, hadn't heard that story, Phil. That's the first time I heard that the, the customer came up with that. But it's pretty funny, yeah, yeah. Um, what, a, what a funny point to stumble across the conversation. That was that was that only was the first of many points we overheard from him. And there were some humdingers. These, these humdingers are going to be future topics for us. <laughs> so we, we'll let you know when, when they creep into the show. But be forewarned, there, there are a few true crackers in there. All right. So to discuss this yeah. properly, give it the, uh, the, the time that it deserves... Um, it's interesting in the game, the PlayStation and, uh, well, the console and PC games Fallout, the form of currency are bottle caps from a form of cola, very much like Coca-Cola. Uh, so there's one element of it. So yeah, in, in a game it's used. So in a post-apocalyptic kind of world, um, it, it's used. So from a real life point of view, Coca-Cola is almost everywhere. It is almost a universal currency. It does 
differ in price throughout the world, different uh, markets and stuff like that. But the price and the size of the the, the drink is about the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. So it could be. That that is something regulated by Coca Cola Amatol. That's that is part of their marketing worldwide. The global government. And, and is is it or is it not still the most recognised symbol in the world? It, yeah. It's always a. I actually, a, thought of a, another thing. It it applies. Every currency has this sort of thing that makes it a little bit worthless after a little bit. Um, so the normal currency is inflation. So as time goes on. Um, Usually, inflation makes currency more and more useless, you know. So, Coca-Cola, in, in this you know, you can have... Uh, Coke Zero. No, not even that. Like, when Coke <laughs> goes flat after a while, you know, like, if you're trying to make Coca-Cola currency and you're trying to save some in the bank, eventually, you know, you go stale and then you have flat Coca-Cola, which is a but bit then, more worthless than everything else. So, But then, very much like currency, there are gold versions. So, for example, the 2000 and six uh i think fifa world cup they had gold painted can or, or gold painted bottles of coca-cola some i remember those and they're worth a fair bit i'm sure nowadays so you know gold still applies in coca-cola land to be fair if you if you do want to find some gold on a coca-cola label go trawling through your supermarket for the caffeine free coca-cola with the uh, little yeah. gold strip along it yeah that's right it's even more gold if you get the diet coke version of uh, the caffeine-free. I don't Ooh, know why I know that. Yeah. But yeah. Um, so I mean, the, look, you got you got the sense, which is Coke Zero or Coke No Sugar, because people are too stupid to realise that uh, Coke Zero means no sugar. Um, then you and got and f- besides, they've now renamed it to that anyway. Yeah, exactly right. And then there's the um, Coke Life is a green. Green, I guess, means hundred. I guess it's a little bit more rare than the the regular yep. one, so it's um, worth a bit more. Um, the normal Coke would be worth, what, like a dollar, I guess? Because it's just... The Coke can be worth Because it's everywhere. Because it's absolutely everywhere. Um, the glass bottle will be worth like a fiver, I guess. Yeah, they're like the commemorative worth. edition. Yeah, that's true. Yes. Um, and then we've got Diet Coke is probably worth like a ten. Because it's a little bit more rare than the... Or, or as widely found as the normal one. So there's yeah. different levels of Coca-Cola that can apply here. It can work as legal tender. Then we got the rare editions, you know, Diet Coke with lemon, Diet Coke with lime. Oh, and let's not forget the sweetest of them all, vanilla Coke. And there's co- uh, cherry Coke. Uh, ooh, ooh, that's that's overseas tender. We we don't deal with that here. <laughs> we don't have that here. Only sometimes uh-huh. do people import it illegally here. Yeah, um, there, there, we, also, there are we also have the equivalent imports. of a central bank. Because Coca-Cola is like the controller of all Coke, so they be yeah, effectively exactly become right. the central bank for the entire world. Yes, yeah, uh, and then the we have to government. deal with them instead of the other ones. You know what's amazing? They even have their own currency exchange systems everywhere. You probably know them better as vending machines <laughs> and the ATMs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but then, how do you? So what do you do to get... Co- oh, yeah, you just put a card in and then you get bottles of Coke out? Yeah. Nice, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, I'm just going to get, like... Uh, I think I'll go for 50 today. You punch it in and then out, out pops, like, five glass... Uh, uh, sorry, um, ten glass bottles of Coke. Man, it, it brings new meaning ah, to pissing good. your money away, doesn't it? 
Yes, that's true. Yeah, because you have to drink it when you get thirsty, of course. (laughs) (laughs) You're not going to drink it. You're not going to not drink it, is what I mean. Well, I mean, you have to trade in it very quickly because if it gets flat, then its value is gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Yeah, exactly right. You have to keep It's a very fast-paced society for it. Yeah. (laughs) I, I, you know what, I, I would love to see the day that Coca-Cola does become a currency. I'm not saying it's going to, but I think it would be fantastic if it did, because then we can just turn around and say, yeah, we helped bring that to the world. I actually want to ask I you guys a question, right? Because yeah, yeah. um, we're asking yeah. if um, Coke could be a currency, you know, we use money as currency. Um, and I've, I've asked a bunch of people this before, what do we have to use a currency? Because it's we're assuming that we need this medium of exchange so we can keep things fair and balanced and stuff, but that's not because the only one, way of doing things. Be, because at some point, some generation of young men decided that they were sick of trading their farm animals to older men to marry their daughters. No, because that's like a instead of having <laughs> a, a trade like an exchange for I'll give you this for that, like we could structure stuff. In is this the everything that, is free policy? Yeah, like it's that policy which I've talked to you, Drew, but introducing it to like a wider audience. It's a policy of what if everyone just does their job and makes unlimited amounts of the stuff they're good at making? Just make it unfortunately. Hmm? What's that? Do you mean like in the communistic world? No, not because com- communist is still like a like a uh, economic viewpoint. It comes from the view of money, and then the government has money, and they own all the infrastructure, and then they divide labor out, basically, right? This is no one owns anything. People just make stuff because they like doing it, right? So if you if you're a farmer, you grow a bunch of stuff, and you just grow enough for everyone. If you're a nurse, you just go and heal people because you just like doing it. If you like, everyone just does their job because they like doing it's, it, and eventually everything gets taken taken care of. Gone. The reason why we don't have this kind of in this world, Emmanuel, is because everyone views that what they do or deems that what they're doing is more valuable time than what someone else is doing, and therefore they should be rewarded because what they're doing is of more work than what someone else is doing. No, but the thing is, you're being rewarded in the system by still having access to everything else. So if you're a doctor, you're getting your your food provided by the farming people. You're getting um, water made by the people who do that stuff. Like, everyone's still doing their individual jobs, but everyone gets all the benefits, basically. I, I I hear what you're saying, but the issue isn't so much about what physic what what literally is being done, which is that you are getting access to everything else. It's that, you know, for example, the doctor will say, Well, hang on, what I'm doing is so much harder. Like if I had to do brain surgery, that's so much harder a job as growing a crop in a field. So therefore I should get more than the person in the crop um, in the field. Which more which what? interestingly you you you'll have the same amount of everything. No one can have more than the other because yeah, well, you then, both you have have then I shouldn't have to do my job. As a doctor, I shouldn't have to do my job because... So you're, you're saying this doctor is going to say, because I my job's harder, that farmer shouldn't have access to something I have access to because I... Like, that doesn't... No, I should, I should people don't work like that. Oh, but you're saying that... You're saying we all have access to something, but then at the same time, you're saying that everyone has limited access no, to everything. No, I didn't say that. I said no? everyone has unlimited access 
Well, because that's not sustainable. In this in this it's, world, it's not sustainable. There's too many... The population is too high to allow that to happen. And, and, and unfortunately... Why, why isn't and it gonna... sustainable? Like, if everyone grew their own food and stuff in their own space, then... Yeah, like, one one like, word. And I'm saying it's, population isn't a limit. The efficiency of the system to provide for that population is the limit. It'll... It all comes back down to one word, and this is going to loop up nicely to the beginning of the show with the snake, the apple, and yes, the dumb humans. Yes, I was going to say that. Yes, true. It's one word. It's greed. It's always yep. going to be greed because they're going to... Someone out there is going to go, I'm going to make my own currency. Oh, I've made the word currency. I'm, I'm going to do that. I'm going to keep a few of these things for myself and I'm going to say look if you do this little task just for me instead of doing it for everyone I'll give you a bit extra of what I have and it's going to mean a little more because I gave you some of my portion I, I just think know? we I just think we all turn into amateur psychologists we say oh people are selfish because this guy's going to do this they but are like though. you don't but everyone no is. one has done the studies you, that's a theory that is propagated without proof like the societies who have existed in the past using this methodology it's called the ubuntu methodology actually if you know the um operating system uh linux um sometimes yeah, it, called it's, ubuntu it's, it's because it's it was created through this system where people just contributed through for free through their passion for coding and all that stuff they made this yeah. entire operating system which rivals um microsoft it, like I forget what percentage of servers are run out of, ran with this operating system, but is built through this methodology. It's it's a well known philosophy, I think, that it makes sense to me. Like, if I had access to unlimited things, then I would want to contribute to that society that provided that for me. And I think most people would have that viewpoint. Quick, quick question: What does your computer operate on? Uh, Windows Ten. Thank you. No, I'm no, done. servers, I'm saying, <laughs> servers. So, like, if you go on Google, if you go on YouTube, if you go on a website, if you're using a service, most likely the back end is Linux. Like, it's still yeah, supporting and, the stuff. Hilariously you, enough, you can actually look it up in, on every website that you go on. You can, there is a way to check it, and it will tell you. It's, well, it's, in, the, it's in the source code. So, but, but Emmanuel, so, so by your thing, not everything is like, for example, let's take natural things, for example, like plants and stuff like that. Not every plant can grow in every climate. So therefore there needs to be a way to have someone growing that crop on the other side of the world, doing one thing for someone else on the other side of the world that they're not going to get access to. Or if we're, if everyone's just doing one thing that they're really good at, they might not get as much access to something else because it's just not possible to grow as much of this thing at a certain time. Storms can come along and destroy the crops and stuff like that, so therefore things go missing. So there's always going to be a time when there's a, a shortage of something and therefore it's going to come out in people that, oh, well, what I'm doing, I, I didn't have a chance to go and get it all that stuff because I was trying to save someone in the hospital, so I deserve a little bit more of that now. And then it's going to cause conflict and then it's going to cause... Um, people to say no no well stuff here then you can't have any of this stuff and then the doctor's going to say well you can't do any of this stuff unless you give me something and then we're back to where trading is Cur currency no. regulates everything so like in, rather the, in, this, than in that case allowing Phil, that. Uh, in that case Phil the shortage is the exception like something has gone wrong with the system so there's a shortage of that thing at that point 
but that's a problem that society can solve. I'm not saying that this is a perfect society that fixes every problem forever. Like things will come up, things always come up that we have to deal with. I'm saying what system are we employing to deal with these uh, problems? And are those systems actually fixing those problems? Because actually look around the world today, environmental disasters everywhere, like people in debt, like the financial system, system almost in collapse. Like, if our job was to fix problems in society, this system is doing a poor job at it because we still have diseases, we still have, like, problems around, like, crime, people not getting along. Like, there's a lot of um, disharmony. There's disharmony going on, and this, this system is failing to do it. I'm just saying, is there a better way? Maybe if we all worked for each other if we work directly at these problems instead of working for money because currently we are in a system where we're employed and our efforts are rewarded by our currency and we act through our currency so like through our purchasing power we sort of elect to get certain products and stuff it's a very vague way of getting what we want it's very vague so if you want you know more of this then we have to buy more of it like like why not just ask the people who are in charge of fixing problems to fix those problems directly? Do you know what I mean? So, like, why not have scientists who deal with the problems instead of having creating a market for a company to say, oh, there's a gap in the market here, we must fill it, and then employing the engineer's stuff to solve it. Like, that's a, it's a bit of a roundabout way of solving things, I think. Yeah. Anyway. That's, I, I, I rant sometimes, but I guess that's my no, no, rant no, to the show. No, no, very valid. I, I, yeah, yeah, I guess so. I just need it. I haven't done as, not, as much uh, looking into this as I guess you have. Um, I guess you're more across it. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think it will work, but that's just me living and, and not thinking of a different world. I guess ignorance is bliss in some ways. Um, having, ways of- having looked into it, I think it would work. I think it'll, it'll work a lot better than our system. And I think our system invites a lot of back dealings that um we'll, we might get into in in future um episodes like um yeah it's a, there's a lot of different stories to tell you know and you were oh, damn it i was about to say the, the quote the play school intro but i can't even remember the lyrics jesus what's wrong with me um okay then in that case then let's uh <laughs> move it move it shut up true move it right along to uh not uh, conspiracy corner we're going to call it strange things strange things because we don't want to conflict with copyright laws for a popular netflix program which yeah I we would like to call it something watch. else for sure yeah strange um, things just call it strange things yeah um yeah sure. this was the <laughs> aforementioned conspiracy corner but conspiracy is that sort of spicy word that always leads to um spicy, spicy. <laughs> arguments yeah it, it leads into arguments, I think, um, as opposed to constru- constructive conversations. So, um, strange things is this segment where I kind of find something I I find interesting that should have more attention paid to. I guess that is mm-hmm. kind of like, especially things that are unexpected. Um, so uh, this week, I think we sh- um, I should uh, see the stuff I read about DNA. DNA is amongst the coolest things I've ever read about, I think, pretty much. 
Um, what do you I'm guys know about it? listen in as intently as the audience is going to listen in intently with. No, no, I want you guys to interact if you... Oh, no, possible. no, I will, but, but I, I, I would like to listen to what you have to say about DNA, and then I'll yeah. interact. Okay, um, do you guys know anything about it, or...? I know we that have it starts it? with a D, it has an N in the middle, and ends with an A. Uh, fair enough. All right, so it's basically the building block of life. Every single living thing we know of interacts using um, DNA or RNA. And RNA is basically just one half of DNA. Um, so this quickly, is... Why is DNA the bigger half than if RNA is half of it? Um, so dioxy is basically, it's two. So DNA is dioxyribonucleic acid. Um, so that's DNA and RNA is basically ribonucleic acid, which is just uh-huh. the, the one strand part of it. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Um, but uh, this is without it, there's no life, basically. Um, but the thing is, the more we look at this thing, the more we wonder how it came to be, because it's it's really complicated. It's basically like walking in the in the wilderness and stumbling across a CD of information, right? And and if it's in the middle of wilderness, who made the CD? Like. You could. We assume it's natural. We assume it's natural because that's what actually the the theory of evolution says. It's like somehow random processes came about and formed this thing, and then life came about. But it is like exactly like finding a CD in the in the forest. That's the nearest analogy you can have to it. You can say it's by accident, but like no one kind of. It's it's not a natural explanation for it. But anyway. Um, what I read about it actually is it's so complicated. It's kind of like um, enough information, uh, it's the equivalent of having 1,500 page books, right? That is how much information we're talking about for even the simplest of organisms. But um, I saw this experiment that this uh, guy did. His name is Luc Montagnier. I can't say his name properly. French. I assume he's French or Canadian or something like that. But um, he's French actually. Uh, one of the people who did the, I think he won the Nobel Prize for discovering the HIV um, uh, virus for the um, for AIDS research. So, like, this guy is up there in terms of biologists. It's not like some guy on the street just reading YouTube videos, watching YouTube videos, you know. Um, like me. Or me. Um, so, <laughs> uh, he uh, had this experiment where he took two vials of, of um, what he did, his, um, he had two test tubes basically. In one test tube he put uh, the HIV uh, virus DNA in it. So he took a bit of the HIV virus DNA, he cloned it throughout the test tubes, the test tube was filled with it. Then he kind of filtered away all the DNA and then just left the water part of it, right? Then what he did, he took another test tube with just water and he sealed it, put nothing inside, just pure water. So one test tube had touched the DNA of the HIV virus. The other one is just pure water, never touched any DNA, never mixed with anything, right? What he did, he put them next to each other into this apparatus with a copper coil and he passed a 7 hertz wave through both of them. So basically this 7 hertz wave th- went through the one with the DNA into the one with the pure water. 
and he left this going for about 18 hours, right? And then amazing shit happened, basically. No one expected these results, right? So after 18 hours, the pure water with nothing in it was emitting signals on its own, basically emitting light, right? And this only happened, he, he did this experiment a bunch of times, this pure water in the other times that he did the experiments, only emitted this light if there was HIV DNA in the other vial. If there was just pure water, nothing happened, no emission of anything. But every time he had the one, the first one with the DNA in it, the second vial emitted the light. Wow. Right? So it's obvious. Cool thing. So, so small, small waves. Yeah, yeah, but it, it gets even cooler, right? So he took it and he found that he emitted light weird right what yeah. he then did was he put he he put all the um ingredients that you need to make dna inside right there's this reaction called the pol polymerase chain reaction which they use to grow dna this is actually what they use to make stuff if they want to do cloning experiments and all that stuff so this is what christopher reeves used <laughs> yeah um, so, what it, <laughs> so, but basically, what they can do is they can, South Park. they can put they can put some ingredients inside something, and then using this reaction, they can grow DNA, right? But usually, with this experiment, you need a seed DNA to copy, right? So you can't just put this and and have the chain reaction go without anything. It has to have a, a, a I think they call it template DNA to start copying. But the point is, when they took this pure water, they put all that stuff inside, there was nothing in it. No template DNA. They sealed it, and they had this polymer polymerase chain reaction go on to grow DNA. Now, according to conventional science, nothing should happen, right? There's no, there's no DNA to copy. There's nothing in there. It's just pure water, right? The thing that grew out of it was 98% identical to the initial vial of DNA. They, they were never mixed at any point. They, were never, they never touched each other at any point. The only thing was they ran this seven hertz wave through both the test tubes, and then they tried this polymerase chain reaction, which nothing should have happened. And what they ended up having was cloned DNA, which somehow copied itself through the the air gap that's an impossible occurrence it shouldn't happen so and no logic explains it so let me get this straight what you're saying is life found a way get out absolutely get <laughs> out not no. you cannot bring jeff goblin into this don't you dare i actually didn't even get the reference but uh, uh, oh my god! No, Emmanuel, you get out. Emmanuel, get out. What is it? <laughs> is it a Jurassic Park thing? Yes. Yeah, yeah it's a Jurassic Park well, thing. And, I'm gonna stay there. And it, 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 yeah, okay. but it, it, it is kind. Of, uh, sorry, I found it funny, but no, it was kind of relevant because <laughs> it, it, it is a very valid point that you're right. Nothing in conventional science dictates that this should happen, and yet here they are pioneering by discovering new science yeah and i mean i mean like to give people a context is like remember what i said it's like a thousand five hundred page books just spontaneously copy itself 
without ever touching like it the light itself must have encoded the dna that is the only explanation so if light encodes dna then that leads to a lot of different concepts that could come up life on other planets life on other planets it could lead to technologies here on earth where you could have light basically interacting with your cells and your dna causing healing basically light healing technologies things like that it also has don't 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 get too far ahead remember people are still getting used to the concept of fiber optic yeah yeah but this is the ultimate fiber optic right it's it's literally using light but it's transferring so much data this is fiber to the to the home not to the node wow (laughs) fire to fiber to the human fiber to this yeah yeah yeah. we are the node that's pretty like this this experiment blows my mind and it was repeated 12 times like he tried the experiment 12 times and all 12 times were same, same result. result he tried it with um the dna of the lyme disease bacteria same result so is is lyme disease related to like the the fruit or the vegetable no. what is it, the fruit or a vegetable well apparently it's the bacteria that causes it. i forgot what, the, what it's called but is it from a fr- uh, from the, the lime? No idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing then. I'm sorry. Continue. Uh, but yeah. Um. So that that has like a bunch of weird um, r- ramifications. Not really ramifications, but it made me reflect on the state of our biology and well, like science, but biology science. Um. Like, we assume a lot when we sort of... We make assumptions about ourselves based on information from them, you know? So we assume we're just these physical creatures just having mundane existences because they tell us we evolved from apes or whatever. That is the traditional sense. I'm not saying that that mechanism doesn't happen. I'm saying there's clearly more to that mechanism than that mechanism because that DNA um, there's a there's another guy called Webster Curl in a book called The Probability of Evolution where he says that like uh, this is a quote he goes the, st- the scientific establishment has tried to make it appear that the theory of evolution has had 600 million years to 1 billion years since the first complex animal to evolve that is not enough time even 600 trillion 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 years is not enough time for basically the first complex animal to evolve into mankind using just random chance so there's another mechanism in there that has to be what do you think it is who knows like it's science right this is um questions that we're we're supposed to be asking but um there's the mechanism that's changing these these organisms from one state of evolution to the next and i don't think it's it's purely physical (laughs) i don't think it's purely physical actually i'm not not saying that it's a joke drew i mean that seriously like could it be from a spark of a flame or something like that which suddenly accelerates growth or well there's actually um it it makes well well, it makes perfect sense you know schrodinger right of schrodinger's cat fame you know that famous experiment of you know is it alive or is it dead he actually wrote this book called What is Life? It depends on what you put it in. He wrote this book called What is Life in 1943. <laughs> and 
in it he basically points out something super obvious and the, there's this law called the second law of thermodynamics which basically says that as time goes on things basically get more and more messy if you leave like a cake in the middle of a street on a hot day it's not going to remain perfect throughout the whole time as time goes on it's going to become more and more and more messy right so the the thing is when you look in a, into a cell that's alive the closer you look the more ordered it appears to be which is the exact opposite that you expect you expect that as time goes on this thing will just rot basically which is actually what happens when mm. it dies when you think about it so there must be some process in death that's that removes something from life you know what i mean but yeah but he basically says that there has to be something some force some spark that's keeping it ordered that's keeping it organized and that was his theory and actually he's backed up by a bunch of other guys who who did research uh, there's a guy called dan winter who who has this concept of having a negative entropy field which is um uh basically uh what happens when electric charge hap uh interferes with itself in this particular way so it, there's this thing called complex conjugate interference a phase conjugate interference sorry where something can interfere with itself and he figured out there's a way to interfere with itself that can be infinitely constructive and this creates this field of order and organization basically Horrible. so phil you, you your point about having some spark or whatever i, I think maybe that's closer to the truth something that's keeping it organized at least yeah drew see that did you hear what he yeah, said yeah 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 no it, it makes perfect sense though because fire has been acknowledged as a source of power and energy and will it help it, it, like, like this in a, planet it, in, in a spiritual sense it's been acknowledged that way for thousands of years it has entered it, it has entered the zeitgeist it has entered pop culture look at um look at game of thrones there is a lord of light hmm. and yes, and and this is something that is very actively discussed and while the shell of the the show is, is that it is a fantasy and and obviously the novels that it, it is a fantasy series it's steeped in something that's a lot deeper and that is that it's discussing what is our connection between science and religion and fire has always been something that keeps coming up no matter what the topic is um if i may be even a little bit more controversial i don't think there should be a, a separation between those two there shouldn't be a separation between science and religion as two separate things like no there shouldn't yeah, if, if i couldn't agree more yeah because the truth is the truth right if we leave if we live in, exactly. a cre in a created universe then the process of doing science should be able to discover that fact right it should say it should be flexible yeah. enough to accept that as a possibility but i think currently we have this weird model that's that starts from the oh there's the there's nothing and everything that happens by accident well says who you know like that's that's a very narrow view viewpoint that's assuming a lot based on very little because it's not like they know 
that I there's nothing, right? Personally, if I walk outside and I look up in the sky, I struggle to accept that this is some happy accident. Yeah. It's just... And, like, like when you I look at the eclipse, the right? You look at the eclipse, you have this perfect alignment in the sky. Sure, it could be by accident, right? But uh, uh, how many accidents are we up to Speak by now, sense. right? The, there's a huge coincidence well, called life. There's a coincidence called the eclipse. There's coincidences everywhere, right? Like... At what point does it stop being coincidence? Yeah, the possibility of having a created uh, reality isn't like a bad idea. Like people can envision that, like it's something that could be the case. Very, like it's not a logical impossibility to have that be maybe the ultimate answer to everything. Um, but yeah I don't know I just think people are thinking uh, they're starting too closed minded and it, it it only started actually historically it's only been in this century and the last century that that's been the case like before then people didn't have trouble conceiving of this as a concept um, but something's happened to the us particularly this generation to have that um, nihilist viewpoint of nothing matters you know um, everything's an accident. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, well, yeah, strange things. I, I, I think, think I'll, I'll call I, it. I, th I yeah. think that I am going to need to listen to that back about two or three more times to fully grasp the realities. But um, yeah, nonetheless, a lot to take in there. But enthralling. Yeah, I think that's good though. Um, can, well done for for going to the level of detail to think about all this stuff and research this kind of stuff. Because oh, thank you guys. I I not. I don't think I've ever gone to that level of detail with something like that. And in such a short amount of time, like, as a hobby. Like, well done. Oh. Yeah. Full credit to you, man. Um, it's actually um, a lot yeah. more disappointing than that. Um, it's not like I, I read... <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't go through a lot of effort for this show. Trust me. Oh, but, thanks. But um, <laughs> I do care about this podcast a lot. And thank you for your kind Aww. words. Aww. And I do try. Yeah, well, I, I, like I said, I'll definitely listen to, listen to it back once I've launched this through iTunes uh, to try and grasp the full realities. I remember we discussed all that once um, at the place that we work at. We discussed it once, and that was quite quite fascinating. So, again, I'm glad that I've got it now recorded somewhere so I can listen back and try and grasp it fully. Um, from that, let's quickly jump across to Sick Kent of the Week, shall we? Yes, we shall. Um, so, who is our sick Kent this week? Well, we've got some nominees, I think. I think you've got a, a legendary one, and I also have a legendary one. So, I think we should maybe say both of them, and then the uh, audience can think about what they want to suggest, but then in reality, we'll have already answered it, like, long ago, before they've heard this. So, oh, of course. My, obviously. So, my, my suggestion is Donald Glover. Um... And that is because he won two Emmys, but but he won the Emmy um, that's awesome and most outstanding uh, because he uh, won it for outstanding director uh, directing in a comedy series, which was his, uh, which which makes him the first African American man to win an Emmy for that. Mm, congratulations! Yeah, a, a worthy so I, nominee. I would, I would like to nominate. Yes, I'd like to nominate him. 
But Drusif, you have a differing I, one. I, I I have another one, but I would actually rather yours take the sick Kent. But I, I will still give an honourable mention because I can't get over the fact that Sean Spicer rocked up to the Emmys <laughs> and poked fun at the fact that they had all been poking fun at him well, all year. God bless Sean Spicer. <laughs> and that... And that he is apparently so comfortable with the fact that Melissa McCarthy had been playing him on SNL for a year and all of a sudden rather than having her rock up in character as him he just came along himself and then James Corden got to chum up with him backstage and has now caused this massive controversy online because all these photos of them looking like besties have gone viral. Oh, uh, Sean Spicer. Oh, oh. Sean Spicer. And now, and now every, everyone in the world who has an internet presence has decided they want to weigh in on this and and discuss how horrible a human being he is. I, I think I think he gets a bad rap. <laughs> Sean Spicer's a nice guy. He just had a job to do, you know? He was a press officer. A he, lo- he, look, he looks alright. He, he doesn't look like a horrible human being. Yeah, and like... It's, it's hard just to see someone, job. like, in the middle of being assaulted, basically. Like, when you see a person's facial expressions when they're being questioned and grilled, y- you sort of feel a bit of sympathy for for what he has to do and what he pu- he's putting himself to, basically. Um, uh, but I think him giving back to Melissa McCarthy is pretty... It shows that he has good character. Yeah, sense of humour as well. Um, but yeah, my nominee, Donald Glover, does he get it? He Donald get it? Glover, definitely, yeah. Sick yeah. Kent of the Week and honourable mention to Sean my Spicer. Um, a couple of things before we wrap up. I would like to say that I think it's interesting if if there were any listeners that listened to the original, um, you know, one year ago, Kent and the Steering Team, they would have heard that the second episode of that, I believe... Um, had a long discussion about the Apple Keynote from last year, and now this one, on the second episode, we're talking about the Apple Keynote from this year. So I thought that was quite interesting and cool. If you have no it idea did, what I'm talking about, it. then it, it did. I remember it. Um, oh, that's interesting too. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, then <laughs> never mind. Um, but that's about wow. all I have for this week, I think, fellas. Uh, yeah, I, I want to jump in and just give a really big thank you to our friends who who jumped on board and gave a listen to our show yes. over the last week. Uh, you guys have been amazing because this is quite a quite a new step for us. I, I mean, Phil and I have both done some work in radio in the past, but th- this is a whole new beast. And we asked for brutal honesty. We asked for feedback we wanted to make sure that what we were doing was on the right track for you the audience rather than just being something where we were happy with how we sounded because you know we could say anything and we'd be happy with it i'm sure (laughs) but you guys have been amazing i mean I, i know at least one of you gave a critical feedback as you were listening so thank you for that and yeah, we, we appreciate the support and we hope that we can bring you something every week that 
keeps you listening and keeps and, you happy and, and thinking. And not just that, though, but uh, if you have any topics that you'd like us to discuss or we would like a shout-out, just hit us up on the Facebook page, leave a comment um, on what you think we should say. That's Kent and the steering team. Um, what else do we want? Uh, feedback. You can tell us we're crap, tell us we're good. Please be constructive on the Facebook page as well or message us, text us, whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Um, you know the drill. Shout us down in the street. Um, and, yeah, now that's all that I have. Emmanuel, anything? Drew, would you like to, to wrap us up after that? No, yeah, thank you to yeah, all the listeners. Oh. Keep listening. If you have any way to get in touch with us to tell us stuff, well, you know. Yeah, let, let us, us know. know. We we want to we wanna talk about what you want to hear, even if that means that Emmanuel has to go see the My Little Pony movie. Yeah, I'll, I will yeah. do that. Yes, make him do that. So many people. He'll, he'll take that bullet for you. <laughs> All it, oh, all it takes is one listener to request it, and he will go and see it. Yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I'm roped into this. Oh, uh, before we leave, shameless plug, of course, for our movie reviews. We are also at the 35th Mill, so check us out on YouTube and Facebook. We've seen a very good response in the last week or two for our review of it and we'll have a few more reviews up for you by the end of this week we are eagerly awaiting going to see three new films by the end of the week man we lead a busy schedule here but yeah this this is part of our um oh phil you phrased it so well last week our 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 takeover of media or so, some such thing <laughs> our it, empire our empire that's it our empire <laughs> takeover of media <laughs> and and, and <laughs> that's that's amazing yeah anyway we better wrap this up but it's been great to talk to you all you have been listening to kent and the steering team and until next week we wish you a glorious future yeah.